0: Here we go. We jump into it. And uh, Ollie, welcome back. 2023, Scary. we had a bit of a wet summer. You're telling me, it's still going on. Yeah. It's pretty pretty stormy out there right now, isn't it? But yep. we'll, we'll get a bit of sun. You'll go the same colour as me. I think, A bit like the property we'll market. Like market, eh? A bit stormy. <laughs> <laughs> a bit stormy. Yeah, yep. definitely. And uh, maybe like the financial market, interest rates. Should we have a chat about interest yeah, rates? Why not? Why not? Why not? What, what, what's your thoughts, uh, might be a tough year in interest rates, with well, interest rates? Yeah,
1: I think many, many, most people who have got mortgages mm-hmm. are probably having a little nervous breakdown at the moment <laughs> because mortgage rates are going up by uh, three, three times mm-hmm. more than what mm-hmm. they were before. So my sort of home advice, if you like, I'm not giving yep. formal advice, is if you are getting high interest rates passed on to you before panicking and running for the door... Mm-hmm. Sit down and do a a budget. Add up all your mm-hmm. int- interest costs that are coming and remember the bank will probably start will start uh, asking for principal payments as well mm-hmm. that 's all cash going out the door and put down a budget on the other side and see whether you 're underwater or not yep and face the facts and, and uh, so you know really, there's this old saying that uh, if you earn a say a thousand dollars a week and you only pay out nine hundred and ninety nine it 's happiness. but if you pay out a thousand dollars and one it 's misery yep. Hey? So that's the way to do it. Now, if if you find that your interest rates are going to be too diff- difficult to mm-hmm. manage, before you put your market a uh, house on the market and, and run, go and see your bank manager. Now, everybody says that, but it is a scary business going to a bank mm-hmm. manager, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. a scary business. So if you can get somebody else to go to the bank manager for you, mm-hmm. or better still go to the mortgage broker if you have yeah, one, perfect. go and see yeah. him, or even a real estate agent, mm-hmm. but a mortgage broker would be good, or yeah. your lawyer or your accountant, anybody that you feel comfortable with, and ask them to go on your
0: behalf. And, and for most, uh, most people, probably most people, these are uncharted waters. When you say do a budget, most people I think in the last few years haven't had to. Uh, money's been sloshing in. We've, we've, they've felt the wealth of uh, the within the home, uh, and they've been spending pretty well, hence inflation. Now it is do a budget uh, and that 's going to be a lesson for people, but then also that relationship with the bank and again, Ollie, I think most people wouldn 't even know who they're, they' they right. wouldn 't have a, a manager or a client care manager at the bank and funny enough, the manager doesn 't even know about you yeah so uh, the, the, but you 've
1: got to deal with the thing the problem early, not late. it 's no but look something else folks don 't worry if you do miss a payment mm-hmm. or even two permits you 're not going to have somebody knock on the door and throw mm-hmm. you in the street. Mm-hmm. The difference between higher purchase and a mortgage is quite is quite startling. Higher purchase, the item you've bought under higher purchase belongs to the person who sold it to you and they can come around and, and take it back if mm-hmm. you don't pay. In the case of a mortgage, uh, you own the house from the first dollar to the last dollar the mortgage is only lent against your ownership. Mm-hmm. So you can't mm-hmm. be thrown out. Yeah, good point. So don't panic, but don't let it get bad because yep. then, then the bank will panic. If you miss a payment... Or another payment coming up, you'll get a nasty note and all that. So I think go and see the manager, bank manager, or use somebody else like a mortgage broker. Now, normally the bank, the last thing a bank wants to do is to put people in the street. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely the last thing. It's a bad look and bad business and bad bad all around. So they'll make a deal. I've seen what sort of deals they'll do mm-hmm. is they may cut your interest rate and just put it on the back burner. You know, they'll want it back later, but they just put yeah, it forward. Yeah, okay. defer it. Yeah. Defer it. Uh, if you've got principal payments, they may say stop that for a while and mm-hmm. pick it up later. Uh, sometimes they freeze it altogether and make make no payments, depending on your circumstances. Don't don't get, you're not guaranteed these things, but these sure. are the options yep. you get. Yep. So to give you a breather. Give you a breather, either to catch up with your finances or to sell the properties, the case may be. If you're silly and let things just drift on and on and on, eventually, probably a few months down the line, you will get a notice mm. from mm. the bank that they're mm. going to sell you up, and that's then it's your own fault in a way because you've let the thing drag on and on do, and
0: on. Do you think it's? Um, and I think I'm guilty of this uh, also. When I have a uh, some sort of challenge, my first response to a challenge, to be honest, is ignore it.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're all good. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I, I've had many challenges, believe me. i I got box of it out and I've got lumps of it around the back. So many challenges are nasty. You Leave it on your desk and look at it and look at it and look at it. And for some reason, it seems to get smaller and smaller and smaller till it falls off your desk and disappears. Hopefully, yeah. That's right. Now, some of these things which look terrible. But in this case, when it's a, a debt owing to a bank, you don't have that option. Yeah. In the end, you've got to deal with it. So the earlier, the better. Uh, But remember that you will not be thrown in the street at the first default, but don't need to carry on. Um, So this is likely to happen more and more this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And look, I've sat with my guys. Uh, We're early in the year now, but we closed last year by having this discussion basically saying, hey, look, there's going to be people under pressure. I like your point about talking to – it's not just going along to the bank yourself. Mm. And look, the real estate agents – I don't think the right person to be in that discussion, but if it's your accountant or your lawyer and you say, hey, look, uh, yeah, yeah we, we've done a calculation. We've, we think we're in trouble here at some point this year or if this changes. Um, a good lawyer is going to be hold your hand on that, aren't they? And your accountant. Yeah, well, whoever. Whoever you're most mm. comfortable with. And there's another point I wanted to
1: bring up. Mm-hmm. It may be that you may be in for a double whack. A double. A Okay, whack yep, tell this. us about that. A double whack is, and this is really unfortunate, you may have your interest rate going up, panic, panic, but you may have the value of your house going yeah. down. Yeah. Uh, we have statistics out there that the value of property <clears throat> is going down. I don't know. It was something we haven't seen for a long time. Yep. So the bank will get excited. You may be paying your mortgage, but you may get a note from your bank saying we think the value of your property has gone down. You have to come up with more money to mm, balance the thing right. out. Mm. Well, yeah, this is unlikely, but it could happen if property prices do slip a bit. But bear in mind, if you pay a million dollars for your house and next year it's worth 800000 but your mortgage is the same, you may find yourself upside down, as they call yep,
0: yep, So uh, negative equity negative as you equity
1: very, Remember, the, the bank itself will go broke if it has too many properties with <laughs> <of>
0: negative <laughs> of equity. Well, that, that'll, that'll
1: get you out of the problem. That, that'll be exciting for the whole country. The whole <laughs> it's happened country. before. It's happened before.
0: Now, Ollie, and you would have seen it also. So no, somebody might be in that situation, uh, they might have two or three properties. They mm. might sell one thinking, hey, look, we've got some cash but then the bank can look, if you've got them all with one bank, they can look across the portfolio and say, no, thanks. We will uh, reduce our exposure on your other two properties. Oh, yes. yeah? Oh, you touched on a
1: raw nerve there. <laughs> you've got two or three properties and you think you want to reduce the mortgage and you do the numbers and you say, I'll sell this property over here and I'm going to get a couple hundred thousand dollars of it and I'll take 50000 of it and pay off some yep. of the mortgage. And yep. I'll keep the rest. And the bank finds out and they say, we'll take the lot. Mm-hmm. Say, Thank you very much. And they can do it. <clears throat> because you've got a, a mortgage that spreads over. So the the lesson there mm-hmm. is to use different banks.
0: Yeah, okay, cool.
1: So, so two, three properties, three banks? Three banks, three bank, – don't use the same bank for everything. It's yep. okay when the things are going well, but it's bad news when things are going badly.
0: That absolutely makes sense. These are the lessons people. A lot of people haven't been in this game before. Two thousand twenty three is going to be very different. I've got the scars to prove it. <laughs> and and we, yeah, and we've seen it. Uh, we've seen it before. And if you haven't played that game, it will be exciting. I, I think a lot of real estate agents also uh, new to the piece, even if they've done five years, they, they haven't. They haven't seen this. They haven't seen, uh, or nobody's seen, the values drop at the rate they've dropped over the last twelve months. Yeah. So they've come down and now we're going to watch 2023 and I I guess try and work out where that goes. Well, I'll
1: make a prediction. Here we go. Yes, all my predictions expire at midnight tonight, so (laughs) don't come to me tomorrow. I think property prices are almost at the bottom now. Okay. I I think the the prices may ease a little bit more, Mm -hmm. but not as much as they've eased to date. It will need some major event, Mm -hmm. locally or internationally, whatever or collapse of a big company, something horrible, to yep. push prices down much harder. But, of course, the people who suffer more than all the property owners out there are the builders. That's who I worry about, the builders mm. putting up mm. new buildings mm. at today's prices and, and tomorrow's price. You know, it's the GST on a property. Mm. That's the mm. government that gets the biggest mm. whack, the $2 million house. The government gets $300,000 mm. for doing nothing. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, it's, there's a angle there for first-home buyers to get benefit. What can you do? And,
0: and I think there's looking with inside that industry, obviously we uh, butt up against it. Uh, we've seen changes there that they are downsizing and uh, down what they're doing simply because of that, because it's going to get tougher. And, and cost of building, cost of material cost of is just continuously going up yeah. while values – I like your point about the values. Uh, 2022 um, looked like a bit of a free fall at certain stages. And, yeah, so a little bit more to go, you think, and then maybe it's going to pan out and flatten out a little bit.
1: Yeah, Well, it's election year as well, so yeah, we've okay. we, we got all sorts of things in the mix. <laughs> uh, remember midnight tonight? It's all we're trying to come
0: back tomorrow for another one. So we're safe unless James gets us out, uh, you know, in the next couple of hours. We're safe, Ollie. You can make any prediction you like. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, I don't have any more so to say. I'm okay. <laughs> so, so, but t- I've had plenty of my life. <laughs> Tell me about election you. You've seen elections. You've seen the okay. New Zealand swing from blue to red. Um, yeah. This would be probably a different one. There's not a lot of money in the bank to uh, bribe people with. <laughs> You're being bribed with your own money. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: I, in my first election, I can remember, and this is giving a lot of ways, <laughs> with Walter Nash. I was a kid, of course, and my parents dragged me along to a meeting with Walton Ash about nineteen wow. forty something. Wow! I was, I was only a little kid, and uh, then there was Holyoke, and I can't remember the whole, because everybody remembers Muldoon. Those of yep. us uh, middle-aged more, and 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 Lange and and so forth. Um, so this election is going to be particularly interesting. One of the most interesting coming up, and I'll be surprised if it actually gets to the end of the year before the election is held. I wouldn't be surprised if it's called it early. I wouldn't be surprised if it's called early. Um, for all sorts of reasons, it's not a political show today. Yep, um, but I think it'll be much more bitterly fought than many others because mm-hmm. we have these tensions out there of all sorts, and that will affect the property market. And that's the whole point. People will get nervous when when the politics gets a bit excitable. Excitable people get nervous, and either don't sell or. Don't sell because they don't want to to get involved in this because I think property prices will not will not stay up or just the opposite they'll sell out and panic mm, both ways mm. so there'll be bargains for some but the general rule I think is is don't panic I don't think prices will drop as much as as forecast I think interest rates will ease in the sense that they won't go up so much by the middle of the year because it's election year. You don't want high interest rates during the election year, yep. do you? Yep. No, not, nudge, nudge, wink, wink.
0: Be a bit of pressure on that. That's right. And so I, I think there might be a bit of an overreaction at the moment. I may be wrong. Yeah, okay. Okay, good point. Haven't thought about that. So as as we get closer, uh, pressure that shouldn't be there, maybe a bit of pressure in Wellington to not let the interest rates go up any further. Uh, there's there's none of, as you say, our money and their bank to oh, bribe any, us with. Well,
1: because interest rates are going up. We've got other pressures which even the government can't control and that's the cost of living. Yeah. The, the cost of living, I don't ever go shopping. I can't stand going shopping. But I noticed that, that's that certain items seem to be t- two or three times dearer than they were last year. And this yep. impacts people on fixed budgets and what have you. And so you've got this trifecta, if you like, of... High interest rates, lower prices, and and falling prices, and and expensive yeah, living, cost of living, cost yeah. of living.
0: Uh, so it's 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 an interesting situation. Well, look, I've seen you drive past, so that gas tank you've got will be massive, won't it? So you oh, know, yeah. and, and we feel it. We go to the pump, and you you keep pumping, and you turn around and look, and you go, look, the number's ridiculous, oh, isn't, isn't it? My car, if I put, if I don't turn the engine off, it gains on the pump. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so um,
1: that, that's a. Way things go. <laughs> um, I'm kidding, folks. Now, um, so where are we? Yes. Next question.
0: Okay. So, yeah, so that takes us through uh, interest rates budgeting. Mm-hmm. Be careful or get in early. January is the time to start it. We, we know we can see where the year is going. Your interest rates are going to go up. Uh, but then we're looking into the election and we'll see sort of how that pans out uh, and it goes. Um, just as an aside, Over those, you mentioned Longy, you mentioned Muldoon. I think we have spoken about them before, but um, with your standing in the market as an authority in the market, did you have dealings with those guys? Yes. Not a lot.
1: I had conversations with with Longy. I had conversations with Muldoon. The conversation I had with Muldoon was back in the 1970s when the Labor government, no surprise, brought in punitive taxes on property dealers. Mm-hmm. So were you a property dealer at that yeah, stage? In I, was, I thought I was a property developer, but uh, the tax department <laughs> decided I was a property dealer. I don't know. And I was so offended by that <laughs> to be classed as a, as a speculator at the time. Yep. I was hopelessly, I was so upset. It was unbelievable. So I decided to take it on. And the profits that speculators had, to uh, any profits speculators made, which was taxed at 90%, Oof. 90, 9 Yeah. And I was offended. Of course, you couldn't do any business like that. It was crazy. The Labour government saw, thought that crushed property spec, speculators permanently. So I, I, f- I went to Muldoon and I said, look, this is crazy. And he promised me, in my face, if he got back into power, he'd repeal that particular mm-hmm. Property Speculation Act, which he did, to be fair, but by mm-hmm. then property prices were down anyway. Uh, uh, so I, I, I did what I did to get round it, is I bought a house in New Lynn, I sold it to a, 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 f- a struggling family of five kids. This is true. So help me, God. Mm-hmm. I sold to a struggling family for five hundred dollars deposit, and the rest held back by me, on the condition I didn't have to pay tax, a speculation tax on the deal. See? Because I bought it and I sold it, I made a tiny profit, a few hundred dollars at all. Wow! And I said, if I have to pay, it, I wrote into the deal. They didn't understand it. I understood, so mm. the, the mm. contract was given to the tax department and the tax department told, you decide whether I pay tax and these people get thrown out or not. Mm. The next thing I know, I, <laughs> I tell you what, I was shaking like a cheap jelly in a high <laughs> wind. <laughs> the next thing I know, I get a telegram in those days from the Minister of Finance, who was uh, Mr. Bill Rowling. Wow. Mm-hmm in Wellington at 9 o'clock next day. So I had a terrible flight down to Wellington. My nerves were knocking like a cheap jelly in a high wind. And, and I saw Mr Rowling, who was a little guy, and I was much taller than him, so he put me in a low chair and sat up on the <laughs> desk. It's true. And he, I explained something to him, I don't know what. and he sent me down to the inland Revenue Department. And the Inland Revenue Department said, oh, this is crazy. They, said, they gave me a good tip, which you might be able to use today, but I, it was then a good tip. They said, look, if you can sell your properties any way you'd like, but don't make them totally unconditional. So you can sell your property lock, stock and barrel, but the way to make them not totally unconditional is to put a clause on that any time in the next three years. If the people, change their mind, want their money back, you'll give them back. So it's not totally unconditional. So I said, this is just a money-back guarantee. And this is marvellous. So I went on buying, renovating properties, spending money, putting it back on the market and said to the people, you can have your money back in the next three years and wrote it in. So it was never totally unconditional, you see? Wow. See? And never worked. worked. it worked. It'd be, so oh, it was business usually even better. And never, never heard of that before in my life. Well, there you learned something. There we go. So maybe it, i will be to use that even today.
0: There we go. That's, that's interesting, isn't it? it, it uh, Nobody ever,
1: not one person ever asked for their money back. Not one. And I, had, I might have done yeah, 20, yeah. 20 or 30 deals in the years ahead and gave this money-back guarantee which made the deal un, not unconditional and not one person ever, I, I begged them, please, please ask for your money back because that property was worth more. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't happen. Uh, so there you are, folks.
0: That's an interesting one. Closest I've heard is uh, we looked at this probably about 10 years ago. Somebody wanted to sell land in the islands. Uh, I won't mention which island. It had a uh, 100 year ground lease, yeah. uh, which I thought was great. It meant, it meant the locals retained that. Uh, but at the end of the 100 years, you got your purchase price back.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, because they, they simply built that in, or, yeah, whereas oh. we looked at the structure, built that in on a compounding interest. There was enough uh, at the other end. Funny enough, nobody took it up because uh, of turmoil in the certain islands. So. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's a long stretch, 100 years. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, yeah, a few generations in the family and then, uh, you know, they get back, which if, if you roll back 100 years, they get nothing back basically, don't they? Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. Well, anyway, see, the bad laws never work. And, and we've had a whole <laughs> lot of bad laws in the last few years over tenancies and, and, yes. and, and, yep. and real estate and what have you. And it's only screwed the market over. We've ended up with a two-market system. We've got one market which is for mums and dads who can make as mm. much much mm. profit as they like. Mm. Without interference, and we got another market where same houses, same sort of people, but they're as investors, and they get slammed with tax. Mm. So you split the market in half, but the values, the way you value property, takes no notice of whether you're an investor mm. or mum or mom and dad. Mm. So a big mistake, and, and we'll pay for it.
0: As we slide out of here, and we might open a can of worms here. Yeah. Uh, as you look at those two markets, or yeah. the two you'd have segments of the population. One segment would look at landlords saying, uh, you're rich and you're owning everything. And then you'd have another segment, which is the landlords looking back saying, well, actually, guys, we're providing housing stock that New Zealand needs. Your government's not going to provide it. Mm -hmm. And, in fact, I'm I'm running pretty lean on this um, side. Fair to say? I I think landlords are
1: very, very badly treated. We should raise
0: raise statutes
1: to landlords. Mm-hmm. We should light candles mm-hmm. every so often to bless them for doing God's work because they do a, ter- a terribly difficult job mm-hmm. looking after people who often crash the place and leave a yeah. mess. Yeah. You only have to read the cases that the tenancy Tribunal uh, deal with and some of these tenants, are, and some of these landlords too, to be fair, are really not very nice people. Uh, but I think it's a terribly hard job and many landlords are leaving the market now because of the rules and regulations are just too tough and i think it'll and look i went i had to look for somebody to f- get a house to rent for them there, there was a, i'm not exaggerating 100 applications mm. for a regular house mm. in the central mm. city a house not an apartment a house there were dozens and dozens and dozens of people lined up to get it well that tells you there's a shortage Mm. Of yeah, absolutely. You, if you want some rab- rushy, rubbishy old thing out in the wopops, maybe okay. Or an apartment in the middle of the city, not so bad. But a, a real three bedroom house in a nice suburb, mm-hmm. nice. There's a queue all the way down the road. Why? Because people aren't supplying
0: the rentals, and we're going to pay for it. And this is the loop on when you said bad regulations, and this can be the outcome. So if yeah. you extend this out. Landlords will go. I'm out of here. Right. I'll, I'll play the game with something else. I'll just do gold and silver, <laughs> uh, and then there won't be a housing portfolio, a stock of homes for people that need to rent. Well, bad laws don't work.
1: Yeah, and yeah. that's it. And some bad laws have been passed.
0: And bar- previous
1: governments. I've I've railed against the national government. I've railed against <laughs> Greens. I've railed against <laughs> parties that don't even exist because many of the rules are crazy. And overseas is no, not much better. Yeah, to be fair. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there's a constant pressure on on investors to somehow. It's, the people somehow believe that they're rolling in money and and, mm. and, and, and mm. they they don't know where to put it. They're mm. making so much. It's not true. Mm. It's not true.
0: Some do, and of course they get the
1: headlines. But the rest don't.
0: Really interesting. There we go. I I love those uh, predictions. I appreciate they expire by midnight tonight. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and that's we've not, covered off some really and none good none of subjects. it's financial advice, folks. And none of it's financial <laughs> advice. It's. Uh, it's me having a chat to uh, a guy that's seen it all before. You can say that again, folks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fantastic. Thanks for joining us for the uh, the audience out there and uh, we'll see you again in a fortnight's time. Ollie, thank you very much. It's Welcome clear. to 2023. Thank you.